Brian Linda, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Freeberg. I think this is the earliest podcast that we've ever recorded. I don't know how much wisdom uh, <laughs> went into this decision, but... I think it was your idea. It was my idea. I think I'm going to apply the lesson that I've learned here this morning about <laughs> young children trying to plan on something very early in the morning. It's not a great idea. You are listening to the Leadership Vision Podcast, where we share our expertise in the discovery practice and implementation of a strengths-based approach to people, teams, and culture. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your entire organization, visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. We are continuing on our series exploring the leadership vision values. Brian, before we get started here, why are we doing this? Why are we spending time thinking about our values, talking about our values. What is the purpose of even having values? We believe that values are important because values are the very things that anchor us. They anchor our belief system. They anchor our convictions. They give us the guideposts or the guardrails on how it is that we conduct ourselves in relationship to other people, how we work and make decisions. I think it's always important for us to at least remind ourselves of the values that that we hold dear and the values of the organizations that we work for. And values often are detected. They're not just, you know, written on walls or written somewhere. Uh, They're detected by way of how employees live it out, how organizations live out those values. Clear values can be seen. Clear values can be felt. Clear values can easily be talked about and discussed in in a group. They're much more tangible than people realize if there is like this collective buy-in around what a team or organization's values truly are. But what's most important, we believe, is that individuals have an understanding of what their values are. And as a reminder, the five values that we hold at Leadership Vision are generosity, courage, wisdom, team, and fun. And today we are going to be talking about wisdom. If you Google wisdom, it is the quality of having experience, knowledge, and good judgment, the quality of being wise. And there is uh, a picture of uh, the goddess, what is this, Athena, like that thinking guy with his hand on his big beard, all chiseled. Is that what we're talking about here when we think of wisdom as somebody who is really really smart and the wise old sage. Unpack this a little bit here. Let's start with the definition. Well, actually, we believe wisdom is applying the lessons that we have learned and are learning to ourselves, and we're applying those to others. And so I believe that it's much more than that thinking pose or some Greek goddess or the wise old owl. It's it's not just that. When it comes to values, It's two things. It's the learning of life lessons and applying those life lessons to others who are in need. I would say as well, true wisdom is not just, you know, how much intellectual horsepower you have. True wisdom is when you share it. True wisdom isn't just something you stock up. You don't hold back with it. It's something that is shared and lived because those that are wise know that the more that you share, the more that it grows. And one of the things to refer back to is I can just imagine people having those images in their head of what they think wisdom looks like. And I'm not discrediting any of those. I do get inspired by you know certain ways that wisdom is illustrated. But I believe that wisdom is not the same as genius, brilliance, or gifting, though each of those are special for sure. 
But wisdom is rooted in one's relationship with truth and time. And wisdom is the shared expression of this truth with others so they may benefit. Well, my first experience of wisdom was in the learning environment that was created by my father. You see, my dad's a teacher. Now, he's not a formal teacher. He was never teaching in a classroom, although he did teach driver's ed after he retired. But, but for me, he was someone that always taught me. My dad shared his practical life lessons with me as I was growing up. And that was through sports or building and repairing stuff in the garage, growing things. He taught me how to drive a stick shift. He, he also taught me how to ride a bike, catch and throw, play the trumpet when I went through my trumpet phase, as most people do, and the great moment that I will never forget of teaching me to do laundry. Now that, ladies and gentlemen, that is a memorable story. Because there was one time, I think I was in seventh grade, my dad walked me downstairs into the basement of our suburban Rambler. He pointed the two white things that were in that room, which was the washer and the dryer. He showed me how to use those to devices and then looked me right in the eye and said, your mother will never do your laundry from this day forward. And that, that to me, was both a lesson of of humility and responsibility. So, (laughs) So yes, that's wisdom, teaching people life lessons that are useful for them, but it's coming out of this generous spirit, which I really believe you know, my dad holds to his, his heart, teaching people so they can grow from the vast amount of lessons that he has learned. That's a hilarious story. But I think what's so relevant or brings to mind for me is that that parent-child relationship. And as I've mentioned many times, I have four young kids, and it's interesting watching them applying some of the lessons in just little microwaves from, like, if you carry that box of cereal that way, it's going to dump on the floor, watching them realize, oh, okay, I don't want to do that. And so they kind of learn these little micro-lessons And then applying them forward, I think we all have adults and older people in our lives that have played the role of mentors in many ways. We can think of, you know, characters and movies who apply this this wisdom. And what I'm curious about is when you when you pass on this wisdom to someone, is there some element of it where I mean, you can tell people like, don't do this, do this, you know, apply that forward. But is there an element where they kind of have to figure it out for themselves or they kind of have to figure out like, what does this look like for them? And I'm thinking like big picture things like how to be a parent in that style, how to be a business person in that style. You can certainly learn those lessons, but then internalizing them like, what does this actually mean for me? Yeah, I think the internalization is key to what you just said, Nathan. You know, when you sometimes you hear a piece of wisdom and you don't know how to internalize it. You you don't know where it makes sense. I think about being in college and having people prepare me for the life after. And it's really not till you get to the life after college that you even know what to do or understand what some of those pieces mean. But when when the right piece of information happens, when, you know, when the student is ready, there is something that really kind of grows and then emerges. And I think that's the applied wisdom. That's the the taking of, of the knowledge. Brian was once men- mentored by a businessman friend of ours. And Brian went back to him and just said, thank you so much for all the tips. And thank you for the things and the lessons you taught me. And this gentleman like look back at him and said, but you applied it. You know, I can tell these things to everybody else, but you applied it and, you know, we're reaping the benefits of that. 
I think that is so critically important to be reminded of. And when I said that wisdom is one's relationship with truth and time, that goes both ways. So the person that is doing the teaching, they have a unique relationship with what is true and a unique relationship to timing. Because timing is so important if you're teaching life lessons. Are they applicable now or are they going to be applicable later? And the wise person has an understanding that the truth needs to be told now to be applied later. And the recipient of wisdom is also doing this. The recipient of wisdom is recognizing that the truth that's being shared with me now can be applied in the right time or over a period of time. Because some some ways that wisdom is demonstrated is in an immediate application. Uh, one way that wisdom is applied is maybe down the road, like Linda was talking about. And some lessons of wisdom are applied over and over and over again. But it takes a unique openness on both parties to be able to understand truth and timing. I remember when I was in a point of transition and... I called the woman who who is uh, um, just um, a wise woman, a wise professional, someone that I was just, you know, kind of humbling myself and um, asking her to just speak into my life. And, you know, she asked me some wise questions and some of it was, you know, in, in your core, what is right for you? You know, she was, she was asking me questions. She was causing me to uncover the own, my own wisdom that was inside me as, as uh, you know, wise people actually ask really great questions. They don't always give the best answers. But then she she did this. She reflected to me. She said, you know what, Linda, I'm, I'm not used to this with you because I hear anxiety and tension in your voice. And all of a sudden, you know, it, it was nice for her to put that, you know, it didn't feel nice at the time necessarily, but it was also a relief. Like, oh, yeah, that's not me. I don't want to sit in that space. And and she said, you're, Linda, you're not doing the wrong thing. Perhaps you're at the wrong place. And even in some of those things, you know, by starting with a question and then reflecting a little bit of what she saw in me to wake me up to say, this isn't normal, Linda. <laughs> and then just said, you know, don't be, uh, don't shy away from your call, your vocation, um, and why you've been put on this earth. That's really good, Linda. I'm, I'm wondering, how do you actually apply wisdom? Because, and I won't list them here, but I think the three of us could probably list examples from our own lives or other people where someone is just not applying those lessons forward, you know, be that in, you know, relationships, financially, bad business decisions, you name it. There's just something that's not clicking. Is that a timing issue? Is that an issue of they just haven't figured out how, how to take this piece of everyone else around them? Can This is very wise advice. You should do this. You should implement this. And they just can't figure it out. Like, what is, what is the hang up? And how do we perhaps in all of our lives and whatever it looks like for us, apply these lessons moving forward? That's a really unique question, Nathan, because I think there is a correlation between the person that is sharing wisdom um, and understanding if that person is ready or not. And sometimes the relationship isn't ready for wisdom to be shared. I have been both the participant and the recipient of, of this where the timing was just off. And I do believe that there is a way to express and then revisit wisdom with individuals. But if there isn't 
a connection there or there isn't some kind of, of sync, then it, it could be wrong message, wrong time, or right message, wrong time, wrong message at the right time, or any combination of that. Well, trying harder is always a pathetic strategy. You right. know what I mean? Right. That's it's the definition of insanity. You just you know do it better, do it harder, do it more, and and you'll eventually get there. And I think so many of us find ourselves in just you know going round in the, round in the cul-de-sac. <laughs> you know yeah, how do yeah. we how do we get that turn out of there to really step into a place of wisdom? Um, but that that's part of our human nature, and so I think it takes discipline. It takes intentionality in order to really apply and and live out a wise life. Yeah, I think of like our value from two weeks ago of generosity, and I think uh, at least for me, like applying some of these lessons. Sometimes I think I don't when I don't apply lessons that I know. It's because I'm being greedy, perhaps a little selfish. The opposite of generosity. And I think sometimes, at least for me, if I can step back a little bit, if there's you know any any situation that's perhaps uh, a little tense or anxious or something where you know it could very easily wisdom is not being applied, just kind of step back and say, well, what am I really doing here? And often I'll find, like if I'm about to make that same mistake again, it's because I'm I'm just being self-focused here. I'm not really thinking about sort of a, a broader picture of other people. We'll be right back. At Leadership Vision Consulting, we have spent 23 years helping individuals explore the depth and dimension of their personal strengths and have helped hundreds of teams build positive culture. We're excited to now announce our new online membership platform that brings together the resources, community, and motivation that you need to grow your influence and build a positive team culture. Through our courses, workshops, live Q&A sessions, and more, you'll gain the skills and confidence you need to lead effectively. And with our supportive community of like-valued leaders, you'll never feel like you're doing it alone. Visit leadershipvisionconsulting.com slash community to learn more. Yeah, I just, I kind of want to work this out because I think that there is, there's surely a difference between someone sharing wisdom and someone speaking the truth. Because I believe that sharing wisdom is respective of the timing. Is that person ready for it? I also believe that the wise person is then responding to some type of prompt that he or she is sensing in that moment or in the individual. Um, I've often heard people try to sound wise by simply declaring truth without respect to whether the audience is right or the timing is right or whether the person uh, should be hearing that message right now. So I, th- I think that's something that is worth at least paying attention to. And I also think that when one is sharing wisdom, uh, we could do well to consider the readiness of another person. If the other person is continuing to be like they're being taught the same lessons over and over again, and they're making the same mistakes and they're just spinning their wheels, then sometimes it isn't the person sharing wisdom. It's not their fault that the person's not changing or not hearing. There's something in that listener that's making the same mistakes and, and, and they can't break out of it. And I think it's sometimes easy to like blame the truth speaker or blame the person that that's sharing wisdom, but receiving wisdom is a, you know, a bold look in the mirror, you know, that, that this, like assuming that the truth is for me and it is for me now, then asking yourself, how can I apply the lesson of wisdom? Right. And I think sometimes to your point, there's, there's people 
You know, like there's someone in my life who's probably going to listen to this podcast who I'm like, you just need to do this. It's clear. I see it. Why aren't you just doing this thing? But that other person, there's an emotional component to maybe why they're not doing it. There's a timing element. And so sometimes the wise person trying to impart their knowledge on someone can be foolish in the way that they're doing that. And I think even in, in that process, it's like, no, you have to even apply you have, you have to know your audience. You have to apply the lessons you've learned with this person in the past and not just sort of, you know, dump your wisdom on someone and then get frustrated that they're not, you know, ready and willing to accept it. It's like if I just dump grass seed, you know, in the wrong season with the wrong soil, not enough water, it's going gonna, it's gonna to die and I can't be mad at the grass for that. But that metaphor is really helpful when it comes to sharing wisdom. Oftentimes, sharing wisdom is planting the seed in the right soil and knowing that over time that seed's going to open up, roots are going to go deeper into the person as, as well as shoots going up through to break out, to reach out for help. And sometimes speaking wisdom is simply believing in the natural process of how truth is going to germinate over time and eventually produce something useful. Well, and I would say that even the reason why we chose wisdom as a value at Leadership Vision isn't because we're these, you know, wise sages. We all have big beards. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But there, there's this sense of wisdom. You know, some of the most wise people have have really suffered. Some of the most wise people have made a lot of mistakes and learned from them and grown from them and not chosen to be victims. Although we are a strengths-based company, we understand that character always supersedes strengths. Character always supersedes strengths. And so it's our pursuit of wisdom and it's gleaning wisdom from our peers, our colleagues, our our clients. And and so when we see smart people, when we, you know, um, are kind of drawn to some of the quotes that they share or the ways that they change the tenor of a conversation, you know, we just we we feed into that and we we grab those nuggets of wisdom and what do we do? We share it with the next group and we share it with the next group. And so then sometimes we share it on this podcast. <laughs> sometimes we write it in a blog. And that's why wisdom is a value, because I believe that it is a responsibility of us as an organization to always be looking at assessing and contemplating the lessons that we are learning and then asking ourselves, how can we share this with the clients that, that we are serving? So I, I believe that we have so much experience and so many unique opportunities to talk to very talented people and work with a lot of great teams. How can we be reflective and contemplative about what we're learning? discuss it as a team and then ask ourselves, how can we share that out? Because I just believe that we've been given such a great gift of receiving wisdom. How is it that we can share it over and over again for the benefits of other people? Yeah. And I think that maybe we'll kind of wrap it up here. I think what is, what is in some ways our job as consultants is to be like, dollars out of wisdom, right? A lot of times people will hire us to come in. What do you see? How do you help these people? And if you want to call it the special sauce, I think for us, it's figuring out how do I deliver this, this observation, this interpretation of strengths, whatever it is, in a way that this person, that will be helpful to this person, that will not necessarily change behavior, but, you know, how many clients have we worked with, you know, individual people, a larger group that's like, you are just out of touch with what's going on. And if you look at your strengths, oh, it's because you're you're very different than everyone and they just don't understand you. So how do we help them understand? How do we help you apply different lessons or whatever it is? And 
And that's really hard. But man, when it when it lands, when it connects with someone, it's literally brings has brought tears to my eyes before. So I think that's like some of the powerfulness of our work and really how we are applying wisdom, um, I guess, externally. Mm -hmm. And some of the ways that I might challenge our listeners in the application is to ask a few questions. And one of them sounds like this. What does wisdom look like for you uh, as a sharer of wisdom or as a recipient? And how did that make you feel? And ask yourself, like, where am I learning life lessons right now? And how might that be applied towards someone else or a different type of of situation? I think that it's also a great question to ask, when have you acted in wisdom? When was that and with whom? And how did how did it feel when you when you stepped up and were both vulnerable and courageous uh, to share that that wisdom? I think that there's a third question too, and and that is this: How are you feeding your wisdom? Is is there some way that you're feeding your wisdom or nurturing your wisdom? Of course, for me, the answer would be in our work and consulting, but it's also in this. I've never been without a coach or a mentor. So I, I'm seeking outside input that way. I'm a listener to certain podcasts, and that that tends to get me to be thinking about the lessons I, I've learned. I read every day. I write every day. I create content for our work, and those are all ways that I am feeding or cultivating the wisdom that I have and then looking for opportunities and outlets to serve that away to others. I love that component around, you know, being mentored by others. Someone, someone once said to me, you know, the wise advice, he said, Linda, you're not growing unless you are being mentored and mentoring others. And so there's this receiving of wisdom and then almost immediately giving it away, knowing that we often learn the best when we're teaching something or sharing something or listening to someone else's life. And, and that's, that's, that's the power there. And applying this to strengths, my question is, how are each of your top five strengths engaged in this wisdom process? So I would ask, how are each of your strengths learning? What are the resources that each of your strengths need to learn the lessons that are being taught? So let's use the strengths language for that. And then conversely, ask yourself this question, how can each of your strengths share wisdom with others? And so I think this is a really unique way to ask strengths-based questions, but apply to something specific like this with wisdom. Like, for example, I, you know, my strengths of connectedness, I think about that strength and there's there's a sense to it where it can be very generative. But if I ask the question, when is it wise, that might be one thing where I'm connecting the right dots or I'm helping other people connect the right things to help make meaning in their life. But I know, you know, the opposite of that isn't always degenerative. It could be foolish. Like, when is my connectedness foolish? When have I connected the wrong dots when I'm not listening or picking up the right cues? And so even in that, you can look at at this characterological idea called wisdom through the lens of your strengths or through the lens of other people's strengths. If we were doing a team engagement series on this, Nathan, we'd be asking people to reflect back on some of the significant life lessons that they have learned that are continuing to be guiding forces in their lives. Because if they have those life lessons that are repeatedly applicable in their life, then the second follow-up question is then, where and with whom are you sharing those life lessons? Because that is an example of wisdom. What have you learned that's applicable and proven over time? And to whom are you sharing that life lesson? 
What what's so interesting and good about that thought is that in the in this pandemic, what I've what I've learned is that my life experience is very different than others. Not just now, but like my background, my education, how I was brought up. And so when I've been chatting with like some other dads, sometimes I forget that just in sharing my life story, I'm passing on wisdom to people. They're like, oh wow, I I'd never thought about that before. And so going back to previous week's podcast, sometimes it takes a little bit of courage, a little bit of vulnerability to step out and share a wisdom lesson that someone else might really need, not in a, you know, a teachy or preachy kind of a way, but just like, my story is, is this. If you want to pick something up from that, and that's hard to do, but I think we need to be doing it as, as teammates, as colleagues, as business partners, as friends and parents and partners in, in all of the things. Because wisdom is not some destination that we will arrive at someday. Wisdom is a state of mind and a state of being that we can apply every day. Regardless of our gender, our age, or in our education, we are all bearers of wisdom. And we all have the chance to see opportunities to give that wisdom away. Thank you for listening to the Leadership Vision Podcast, where we share our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of a strengths-based approach to people, teams, and culture. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your entire organization, visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. If you found value from this episode, we'd appreciate it if you would subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and a host of others. Please share this podcast and our other resources with anyone you think would benefit from going deeper into our strengths-based approach to individual, team, and organizational development. I'm Nathan Freeberg, and on behalf of our entire team, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.